Kibuko right here on Ghana Talks Radio. With the paper, I want to build house for my mouth. 
My name is Lassa Lores and I'll be your host for the next one hour. As you know, we come your way at this time every 2.30 in the afternoon from Monday to Thursdays with interesting and exciting editions of the Kibuko. Live on Ghana Talks we are streaming from Anya in the Greater Accra region. We are live on our Facebook and our YouTube at Ghana Talks Radio and our website www.ganatosradio.com So the Kibuko is a platform where we discuss everything and everything that concerns you pa 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 And today being Wednesday we have the matters of the youth segment But I want to look at something that is boiling in parliament today Especially about Mr. Kenoforiata and the MPP MPs. A lot of U-turns have been made in Parliament over the last week, last two weeks, over the last three weeks, over the last month, two months, three months ago. What has it all been about? Why do the MPP MPs keep making U-turns? And what does it mean for the fate and the job of Mr. Kenoforiata, the finance minister? What does it mean for the ordinary Ghanaian as well? Uh, and more I'll answer I'll try to discuss right here on the cubicle. So if you are just tuning in, uh, stay put and stay with us. Want to take a very, very short break. And when I come back, we go into the issues proper. But like I say, we're looking at the U-turns that the MPP MPs keep making. Why do they keep making the U-turns? And how does it affect the, the, the ordinary Ghanaian? In particular, the job of Mr. Ken Oforiata, the Minister of Finance. So stay tuned. We'll be right back right here on Ghana Talks Radio. Stay tuned. Now, because then let be your host for Nigerian Davu. I feel like make you join me every Wednesday and Saturdays from 12 to 1.30 p.m. as I'm going to summon you every story with the commot directly from Niger right here on Ghana Talks Radio. Indigenous people of Biafra, their leader, Uwebim Nandikano, they don't fear. Yeah. Don't forget, so if you follow us on our social media platforms at Ghana Talks Radio on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, everywhere, download our app, Ghana Talks Radio. If not Android, they use, I've been an iPhone, download our app. Peace. What up, GH? What's going on? We come your way with the latest, the latest fella, and yes, are you looking for the latest news about your favorite celebrity? Who married who and who cheated on who? Here we discuss everything and everything with fun, joy and comedy. Join myself on Himalayan DJ coverage and master of comedy Alaj Zongo on Wednesday at exactly 8 p.m. live on Ghana Talks Radio. The matters of love are the matters of the heart. Is that true? Why do we separate between emotions and reason? Other Jomuns we pick the most daring of issues surrounding love, relationships, and family lives. We speak on the topic most people like to keep to themselves. With our brilliant panelists, we open the discussions into your love life. So join us this and every Thursday at 8pm, live on Ghana Talks Radio. Be a part of the conversation, enjoy the excitement, and let's find the answers together.
So welcome right back here to the Cape Congana Toss Radio. Like, like I said before the break, we are looking at the MPP MPs, their continuous youth and their continuous youth and what it means for us, what it means for Mr. Kono for that time, what it means for the government or the president himself. But before I continue, I guess starting my conversation, I want to read a little bit of news that's out there that came out last night, especially from the from the MPP caucus in Parliament. So the MPP MPs have reversed their threats to boycott doing business with Mr. Ken Oforiata, and this actually involves the presentation of the 2023 budget to Parliament. Uh, from their statement, let me read a bit from their statement, and is that this was a resolution of impasse in the MPP parliamentary group. Over the past two weeks, especially after the President had engaged the majority caucus over the course for, to ouster the Minister of Finance, as well as the Minister of State and the Minister of Finance, and a statement on the engagement being issued, the, count, the country has witnessed a heightened public slash media discussion on the same subject matter. And they continue to say that there have been occasional individual interventions, some of which have not helped the resolution of the issue in contention. On the other hand, some of these interventions have contributed to escalate tensions and suspicions. Uh, they continue the statement that was released yesterday, 22nd November, and they continue to say, at a meeting this evening, that was yesterday, involving the majority caucus, the leadership of the party and council of elders, so MPP, the core MPP, or the leadership of MPP, it has been agreed by all to refocus and recline to the earlier position requested by the president. And we all know that when this calls to outstar or on this calls for the finance minister to resign were echoed by the MPP MPs, they had the president, Mr. His Excellency Nanado Danko Akufuado invited the MPs to what to deliberate on that particular demand. And what they achieved was that they were to hold on until the negotiations of the for the MIF, IMF is done. So this is what they said to it. One, the demand to, to be stood down until the conclusion of, of the round of negotiations with the IMF, which will feed into the 2023 budget. The second demand, uh, the second agreement was the budget. 23, the 2023 budget statement economic policy on the 24th of November by the finance uh, finance minister on behalf of the president and then subsequent presentation and passing passage of the appropriation bill. So the general agreement was basically to hold on on the demands. Then once the the, the minister goes through the IMF negotiation, he can come to parliament and then present his uh, his budget for 2023. Then the MPs can help pass that budget or pass the appropriation bill. That was why they agreed with Mr. President. Uh, since then, a lot has also been going on. You know, that didn't change the mind or that didn't change the position of the MPP MPs. Just what? It just, they were just going to hold on to those, those demands. So the country said the meeting agreed that the President will act upon the initial request of the MPP parliamentary caucus after the conclusion of these matters. So after these, what you call them, after the IMF negotiation, after the reading of the budget and the passage of the budget, mm-hmm. now the president will now say, okay, Mr. Kenoforata, I want to fire you as my finance minister. That's what they said was agreed with Mr. President. Uh, in the meantime, the leadership of Parliament's group, of the parliamentary group, the leadership of the MPP, counseled the honorable members of Parliament to resort to the caucus communication channels and to the largest extent possible work together as one caucus. You know, this particular issue brought a lot of fraction within the MPP in Parliament. Because it was a point, some of us say 80 MPs, 90 MPs, 98 MPs are calling for the minister to resign. And they were part of the MPP caucus. So there was a split, there was a division among MPP. 
causing a lot of chaos. And they said, okay, let's resort to internal mechanisms to solve our impasse. And that's what they are doing. So the leadership and the party in this regard call on the members of parliament to attend to all government businesses in the house, including in particular the 2023 budget statement policy presentation by the minister. So the crux of this matter is that the MPP, the members of parliament or the MPP MPs who joined the call for Minister Kino Furiata to resign had said that, okay, they have met with the president and they've listened to the president. But they are still insisting that Mr. Kenoforata resigns after the IMF negotiations. But even be, even further, they went to say that okay, if he doesn't resign and he goes through with the with the IMF negotiation, when he comes to Parliament, we will not support his budget presentation or statement to the to the House. And that will mean a lot because it mean that just like last year, the budget will be on hold, will not be passed for a long time, and government business will continue to suffer. So yesterday's statement was that okay, now we are all backing down from our demand that we will not we will boycott boycott the budget presentation and then we will support the the, the finance minister to present his budget. This morning, one of the headlines on our, uh, on one of the MPP, one of the popular newspapers, the Daily Guide, says that 2023 budget statement. Let's show leadership, Mister Kenaja, upon to MPs. So Mister. MP, MP, popular MP, Mr. Kennedy Japan, who is eyeing the flag bearership uh, seat or position of the MPP, was urging his colleagues in parliament to uh, to show leadership or to, in, in other words, show their support to the Minister for Finance for him to come and present his budget to the parliament. And this has been the headline on, on, on the major, major news outlets or major newspapers in the country. We'll get to how what it means by the minister presenting the budget. Does it mean that the IMF deal is now done or there's a what headway? What is the status? Is it a signal that maybe something has been agreed finally? We'll get there. But I want us to take a step back to how all these issues started in the first place. What is the background of this Ken must go, Ken should not go, Ken vindicated all of these hashtags that have been trending on our social media? And as we all know, Mr. Kenoforiata is the Ghana is Ghana's finance minister. So he's not he's not he's not a new person. He has been a finance minister since 2017, since the first administration of Mr. Rodanko Akufuado or Dr. Rodanko Akufuado, Mr. His Excellency. But how has all these issues started? How how did all these issues start? And that's why I want to look at the background of what we are going through today as a country, or what's going on in Parliament, or what is going on among MPP MPs in Parliament. You know, there was this initial decision, or there was this initial, what I'll put it as, speculations that the, the government or the president will call, will call on the minister to go to the IMF to, uh, to try and get a deal for the country because we're going through some tough times, especially balance of payment and stuff. But the MPP were categorical that we will not go to the IMF. And uh, for me, I think that's where all these issues about Ken must go, Ken should not go, Ken vindicated started from, right? So the categorical employment that we are not going to the IMF. Even the finance minister was so categorical, like Ghana is a proud nation. Uh, we know how to handle our issues and we can handle our issues and we don't see why we should go, out, go to the IMF. We are not like other leaders trying to what, uh, throw some shade on in the NBC government or, the, or President Mahmoud's government, right? So that was what was going on. 
everybody was like, let's go to IMF, the NDC. I remember the general secretary for NDC, uh, uh, Sidon Kita, was saying, no, no, the government has, has no option, but they have to go to IMF. The finance minister was categorical and very clear that Ghana is not going to the IMF. And for me, I think that's where, like I said, that's where I think all these issues started from. The night that there was this announcement that Ghana was now going to the IMF, actually, in Parliament in that, during the day, there were still arguments by even that, the deputy finance minister that, no, Ghana is not going to the IMF. But by evening time, the announcement that, okay, we are going to the IMF had come in. And I see that's one of that's one of the first U turns that I, I noticed, especially about this Mr. Kenoforata resignation or not saga. So immediately, and a shadow, or I don't know, a shade or a shadow was thrown on just integrity of the finance minister at that point, because as a finance minister. You are categorical that the country is not going to the IMF. The next day, the country is going to the IMF. Elsewhere, apart from Ghana and most African countries, elsewhere, he would have resigned immediately, just out of principle. But no, that doesn't that didn't happen. But yes, like I said, that is where all the issues started from. And if any MP, MPB, MP had any disaffection for the finance minister, I think that was where it would have started from because we all know that this is a group of MPs who have always stuck behind and defended their finance minister. No matter the policy, no matter what spending he wants to do, he comes to parliament and is approved. So there's no way the MPP MPs can be tired of, yeah, can be tired of the finance minister. No. But immediately after this IMF, we will go, we will not go issue. I think the finance minister lost a lot of credibility, not just among the whole nation, or people, or people interested in the governance of the country, but even among the MPP, especially in Parliament. Quite apart from this IMF issue, the issue of rising inflation came in. I think last two months to now, Ghana has been hot, bro. Like Ghana has been dead, dead hot. Everybody's feeling the heat in their pocket. You buy, you will buy something, you will cry. Like you, you have to buy, but you are buy. You don't want to buy, but you have to buy. You are spending big, big, much more than you used to spend. So the rising inflation didn't help. Led to a, a high cost of living, a lot of prices went up. People started banging, making noise, getting annoyed and angry because they were feeling the heat. And obviously, that did not help the finance minister's case. So, I'm just trying to pick from the background of how, where this dissatisfaction for the finance minister may have come from among the MPP MPs. Then the CSOs got onto the bandwagon. They were also insisting that the finance minister had to go because he was the one. Who led us into this ditch in the first place? His borrowing, his policies, all of that contributed to why Ghana is where we are today. So he had to go. If not for if for if not for anything, just for the reverse of this IMF issue, he had to go. So there were growing, 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 growing calls for the for the finance minister to resign. And at this point, the MPP was not yet involved. The MPP was mute and silent, especially when the, the parliament was not what parliament was on break at that time. So a lot was going on, a lot of demands for the for the, for the finance minister to go. Just after the IMF issue and then the rising cost of uh, rising inflation, rising uh, cost of pri prices were going up and cost of living also going up. Lots of Ghanaians were agitated and the costs were what getting louder and louder. And then the NDC also joined in. So, from ordinary Ghanaians to CSOs, now to NDC. 
and you know the NDC is the main, is only opposition party in government in, in, in parliament right now. So they're also joining like, oh, finance minister, you have to go, you have to resign. Ken must go, Ken must go, Ken must go. Is Ken going? So NDC joined the bandwagon and also demanded that the, pre the, the finance minister resign. So this issue of the finance minister resigning or not started from this IMF review thing. And today, the topic, like I said, today our topic is politicians who always be politicians, the MPP, MPC tracks on their demands for Ken to go. Following this background, a lot of things change and quickly. A lot of things change and quickly. Before Mr. Kenoforatako even resigned, or at least respond to this cause by a lot of Ghanaians, CSOs, the NDC, something very, 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 very unusual and unexpected happened. I know by now we all know what happened. But I want us to take a very short break. When we come back, look at what happened after the NDC called for the finance minister to resign and how the NPP respond to it and why are we here today. Stick and stay with me. We are still in the cubicle on Ghana Talks Radio. When we come back, we continue our discussion. Stay tuned. What up, GH? What's going on? We come your way with the latest, the latest fella. And yes, are you looking for the latest news about your favorite celebrities? Who married who and who cheated on who? Here we'll discuss everything and everything with fun, joy and comedy. Join myself on Himalayan DJ coverage and master of comedy Alaj Zongo on Wednesday at exactly 8 p.m. live on Ghana Talks Radio. demands the company of good music that fits the purpose. At GTR Sounds, we understand your need to create just the right atmosphere for your wedding or engagement, party, funeral, crusade, political campaign or rally, or just any other event, as well as executive and corporate functions. With our modern and high-quality spinning machines, mixers, microphones, and power amplifiers, plenary speakers, and subs, we offer the highest of sound quality and music play at events and functions. At GTR Sounds, we have a team of seasoned and highly experienced sound engineers who understand just the right choice of music for your events. Locate our studios at Aponchi Hotel in Anya or call our numbers 054-8522-897 or 027-3363-973. You can also reach via our email sounds at ghanatalksradio.com. At GTR Sounds, we take care of your events.
so yeah welcome right back to the cubicle on ganatos video uh, before the break we were discussing mr kenner for office or position the woes the troubles that he has been going through since and we are saying that most of it started actually from the decision to go to the imf we all know that he was categorical that the government or the president is not going or the country is not going to the imf but eventually we are at imf the build up continued to where a lot of issues especially the rising uh, inflation cost of uh, goods and services and cost of living was so hard for Ghanaians to bear within that short time so the calls got louder and louder then the NDC joined before we went from asking uh, just after the NDC joined something dramatic happened and that was when the MPP MPs also joined I think it's one of the first times that uh, a, a, a governing party in in Ghana, members of its parliament, members of its parliamentary caucus, actually came out to what to, to demand that their colleague or their party member or the uh, minister in their government from their own party resigned. And when these calls were made, a lot of new like a lot of noise was made about it. Like, are they serious? Is it a strategy? What are they trying to achieve by that? Because even MPP wants Mr. Ken Ofrata to go. This is unheard of. But this was the case. The state uh, press conferences were held to state their position. And for them, they were of the, 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 the opinion that if he went, then there will be confidence in the system or in the economy, especially on the side of investors. So yes, Mr. Ken Ofrata, uh, MPP MPs came in hard on Mr. Ken Ofrata. And that was where these fractions in the MPP parliamentary caucus started to grow wider and wider. But what did it result in? So we know that even whilst the MPP MPs were on it, or also joined the, the bandwagon for Mr. Kent to resign, the NDC quickly, quickly filed a motion of censure against the finance minister. So they wanted to vote him out of office. They wanted to censure him. They wanted to say that, oh, Charlie, we've, you've done well for Ghana, but please go. And they had to do it through the parliamentary processes. So one of the ways was what? to go through the censure motion, which was what? Laid before parliament by the minority leader, Haruna Idrisu. Right? And remember, at that, at that same time, MPP MPs were still demanding that the finance minister left his office. But what happened? You know they had met the president when they started making the calls, and the president was like, he gave they, they decided on some three conditions after which he can work, he can act on their demand. That was one of them, or majorly included that the finance minister should take care of the IMF negotiations and then present his budget to parliament, the 2023 budget. So after that, maybe the president will act on their demand. One interesting thing that also happened was that. When the NDC laid the censure motion, the debate started and this voting or this motion was referred to an ad hoc committee by the, by the Speaker of Parliament, Mr. Alban Bagbid. And when we all thought that, okay, now both parties want him to go because MPP wants him to go, NDC wants him to go. We thought that, okay, now that NDC, MPP has refused to vote, NDC has refused to vote. I said the MPP has refused to vote in the listen. When they go to the this, at least they will try and push him out gently. But that wasn't what happened. 
what happened actually was that MPP were strong and stout behind the finance minister. If you look at the composition of the committee, which I was talking about on Monday, eight members, four MPP, four NDC, and everybody was putting their, pushing their agenda. He must go, he will not go. And we all saw it. The MPP MP stood solidly behind the finance minister. Mind you, this is not supposed to be surprising to us, but when the members of parliament from the MPP side were like, okay, you have to go, everybody thought that no, when they come to the, the hearing, at least they will help the NDC to at least push the minister, but that did not happen. They defended him through thick, what, thin and thick, how do you proceed? Yeah, that's what's been going on. Before I even continue to say what is going to happen, what has been happening, I want to just say that this censure hearing or this motion, for me, it's like felt like a referendum not just on the work or the performance of the finance minister, but even a referendum on the performance of the MPP government, the MPP in parliament, and especially the president of the republic, Dr. Nanadonko Akufuado. And I think that's why the MPP stood by the finance minister. That yes, even though the NDC wants him to go out and they filed a censure against him, we will not let him go out on the terms of the NDC. Because once he does that, once they are able to achieve that particular victory in, with this censure, it means that that referendum has been passed on all of us, our performance, that we are all poor. We all didn't perform. Do you know why? Because we were those passing his policies. We were those passing his budgets. Like I said, politicians will always be politicians. They don't care about you, bro. They don't care about you. They care about themselves and their interests. So whereas Ghanaians were like, Ken must go, MPP were like, Ken must go, NDC was like, was like, Ken must go, they knew that that censure itself was a referendum on the ability of the whole MPP government, not just the minister. And that was the reason why the MPP stood behind Mr. Kenoforiata. So yeah, it just, the, the, the hearing played that we all got it. And then at the end of the hearing, a lot of the hashtag Ken Vindicated started one. Roaming around social media, especially on Twitter, Ken was vindicated. My, 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 my comments on that particular chain would be that, Charlie, if you are still buying things uh, more uh, uh, at the higher cost than you used to buy them, you are still buying it and you are an ordinary Ghanaian, don't go and trend Ken Vindicated. Until you can buy things cheaper than you are buying right now, then you can go and train Ken has been vindicated because we are still in that problem, we are still in that mess. We fall for too much humility, God, I don't understand. Someone is humble, but the person is not correct, but still he says it's humble, so you should be there. Meanwhile, you are the one suffering his, his decision, the consequences of his decisions. You see that? Here? So, yeah, MPP has stuck with the minister. But the more interesting is, uh, aspect of this particular issue is that once since ha even though they were still backing him through the hearing at the central at the parliament, they were still demanding that he will go or that he should go, and that they were still demanding that they are going to boycott the budget presentation. And that's just what I want to talk about today. That the whole talk of it just because I just want to highlight. The youth tens from the MPP MPs in, in, in parliament, like the youth tens, they are so much, like too much youth tens. First of all, you said we're not going to the IMF. Then we went to the IMF. Then you said, Ken, when the calls for Ken to resign started coming out, 
you were all dead silent. No one was saying anything from the MPP camp. Everybody was silent. Then immediately, out of nowhere, you came and said, "Yes, Ken must go." You also added to the to the to the voice of the people, "Ken must go." Now the big question is that were you just being sense? Uh, were you just being strategic in the, in your in, in terms of you your political ambitions? Were you trying to save your own seats for your own individual selves, obviously, or your selfish interests, or were you actually joining the rest of Ghana to what to to cry or to to demand? the right for the writing to be done because you cannot say that Ken must go and then when they say censure you say you won't vote when you go to a hearing you back the, the the finance minister are you just being politicians or you are now more than politicians you are now being Ghanaians or you are now siding with Ghanaians then when there was later later they came back to join the cause that yes Ken must go and then the the president invited them after they said Ken must go, they now came and said, Oh, the president said that okay, you see, let's let Ken finish with the IMF negotiation, then we can now fire you. Another U10. So they now back down on the Ken must go again to, to now say, okay, let's finish after the IMF. Too much, another 10, too many U10s. Too many U10s. First of it, first of all, was that we're not going to the IMF. We went to the IMF. Second, when the when the whole Ghana was saying Ken must go, you were you were quiet. No one said anything from the MPP. And so when the when the shouts and cries were loud, very very loud in your ears, you couldn't resist. You had to come back and say that okay, Ken must go. Now my question was that why you saying that saying that out of convenience, or just to what to secure your own selfish interest as individual members of parliament? Were you being patriotic or you were being partisan when you were saying that Ken must go? Because we all know that even though you are a caucus, each person is an individual MP representing some number of Ghanaians. That's why they are in the parliament's house. So if your constituents are suffering, it's just prudent to, 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 well, to side with them. But if you side with them today and tomorrow you change your position, you go back to the MPP. What are you trying to tell Ghanaians in the first place? Like I said, mind you, the performance of the finance minister is not just an indictment to him or himself, him and his work, but also to the whole of the MPP government, especially those in parliament and the executive, or the head of the executive, His Excellency Nado Nankwakufod. But where else did they take another U-10? Another very, very interesting U-10 was, the time they were supporting and backing the minister at the, at the what do you call, at the session hearing, the same time, they were also telling the minister to keep to go. So why are you backing me as a senior here and they say that you are telling me to go again? Like, why double standards too much? Too much. So right now, it is agreed. Let's let the, the, the minister go after IMF negotiations. That was the agreement with the president. Now you are saying that, okay, no, we know, but we are still going to boycott his, his budget presentation. We will not let him present the budget. There were even news and speculation out there that it was the majority that was going to present the budget, 2023 budget. So the MPP in parliament looked like they had moved from the finance minister totally, even though they had a political duty to what? To perform, to protect him against the NDC. And in the political view, it's not a problem. But if you are going to present yourself to Ghanaians aside from the, the, the plight of Ghanaians, why don't you? Why, why are you not? There's a why are you not uh, consistent with your your opinions and what you stand for?
the question is that at what point did the MPP MPs have the interest of the Ghanaian people in this whole Ken must go matter? At what point did they uphold the, the interest of the Ghanaian people over their own individual interests as individual MPs and then as a collective of MPP caucus in parliament? Do we always have to be partisan? Do we always have to be politicians? That's the question. Do you always have to be politicians in, in every matter, no matter what the ordinary Ghanaian is going, no matter what your constituents are going through? Because you cannot say A today and tomorrow you come and say B, or you say A, and then when they say let's do A, say no, I, I said A, but I meant small A, not capital A, so let's go and do the small A. Then you go back to small A, say no, I don't want small A, let's go back to what? B. Like, you are just moving from A to Z. Who are you trying to protect? Is it your interest or the interest of the ordinary Ghanaian? And I think the MPP MPs, they are not giving a good account of themselves in the face of Ghana's when they keep twisting and turning their positions. It doesn't help. If you are solidly behind the minister, be behind him from the beginning. Don't throw that in the eyes of the Ghanaian and say that, oh, we also want him to go out. We know he's not performing. When he goes out, the people have investors who have confidence in the economy so things can get better. And at the same time, you go to the Parliament, you refuse to vote him out. You go to the, uh, the committee hearing, you defend him. And then once you're defending him, you say, oh, Ken, but you still have to go home. Then you said, okay, we will not support your budget presentation. Then just today or yesterday, you said, okay, we will not support your budget presentation. So what are you saying? What are you just telling Ghanaians at all? What is your message to the ordinary Ghanaian at all? As leadership in parliament or as a body of our poly or body parties in Ghana. I, I want to take a break. When I come back, I just want to conclude on what I understand from whatever is happening from these youth things that the MPP is having in parliament and what it means for them now and what it means to the ordinary Ghanaians and what that also means uh, on a possible outcome of the 2024 elections when we get there, inshallah. So stick and stay. You are still on the cubicle right on Ghana Toss Radio. We'll come back after this short break and then we'll conclude our discussion. Stay put. What's up, people? I go by the name Coin Takra. Coin, I was the level banger. Now, listen, time it's Coin Takra every Friday on Ghana Talks Radio, 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Someone with the Dalbe. I got another segment for you guys. Now, listen, it's all about the up and coming round table. You be rapper, you the sing, or you feel say you get talent, you get songs. Now, listen, send your song and picture via round table at ghanatalksradio.com or just WhatsApp us. On 020-254-4614. Up and coming artists round table. Nana, listen. Every week, Biani, we go select 10 best artists. Our judges go day studio. best one. But we never forget the fans and all on all social media and one our street and so on. Then go vote. New Obedi Kangano. We go invite them for studio and we get surprises for the artists. What you see So last Friday of every month, we go invite the first week, second. Can we tell we can you do a studio because so many prizes for the soldiers? So up and coming round table. If you be artist, Charlie, just put a song there, you go blow up. One and you call me, you'll be a mommy at that. Wabbing, Jajai. Previously on Odomusem, the discussion about was wife and mother infraction. What could be the causes? And it was interactive. And I said, Oh, well, that's the Oti, a bushy, a fee, oh, my middle of a party. Why? 
and it's another problem. Pa, ain't he? You didn't sign the one Tawane Bano. Eh, sign him away. My minute in the sun, the Bano catcher and said, Jim, the Ukru, Nemo, a dancro have a five. Una no mark, quammy a jay, quammy a jetio, school crow into me, could be a no crunkasa. So this is usually a damn a poor paper. Join this Thursday episode as we talk over. What will you do if you find out a serious secret your partner hides from you? Live on Ghana Talks Radio. Join the live stream on Ghana Talks Radio Facebook page and YouTube page, or visit our website www.ganatalksradio.com or call our studio line 020-254-4614 This program is sponsored by BB's Parfine Bakery, Thames Metal Corporation and GTR Sounds. Ghana Talks Radio, giving the youth a voice. Do for yourself, you do bad, you do for yourself. Nobody feeling the way I'm feeling tonight, yeah. And I have the hope that things will be Come right back here to the Cuba Congana Toast Radio. We are hoping that one day things go better. So if you are discussing the twists and turns, the constant youth turns that the MPP MPs in parliament are doing to Ghanaians. What does it mean? Why are they always changing their position? Is it for their own selfish interests as individual parliamentarians? Is it to protect their party? Or is it to protect the finance minister? What does the essential motion mean to the to the to the output or to the outlook of the whole MPP in government? And has there been any point where the MPP MPs have always had the interests of the Ghanaian people at heart? Especially when they came to call that the MP or the finance minister had to resign. Now they changed their position. Why did they change their position? Was it just out of convenience? Uh, was it just to protect their, their own? Was it that they are trying to protect the interests of Ghanaians? Was it that they are trying to keep their own seats? Like I said before the brief, for me, I felt that this censure was actually a referendum on the on the performance of the whole of the MPP government, not just the finance minister. Because the finance minister, yeah, he brings the budget, he brings the statement, but the MPP MPs who are, who pass it. Last year, they were faced to in parliaments over the passage of the, bu- of, of the budget. The budget had to be held on for a, some, a, some weeks to a point where someone said the budget has been passed, someone said it has not been passed. So today, we don't even have the finance on that issue, but the budget has, is, is what it has been spent. So yes, the MPB MPs had a role to play in the performance of the finance minister, and they cannot observe themselves of that particular thing. So if you claim to say you want him to go, stick and stay on that position. Don't turn left, don't turn right today and turn, turn left tomorrow the other day. It doesn't help. But, like I said, what does it have on the outlook? What, what does the ordinary dynamic of that? What does the ordinary dynamic of those, those two sentences? For me, I'll just say that it's clear that they are, not, they are more interested, first of all, in their individual survival as politicians. So we all know that yeah, maybe uh, it's true that Ghanaians are complaining about the economy and then the finance minister doesn't want to go. So it's, we are all going to be well, we all get a blame some. So let me save myself. Right? Let me see. Let me save myself. And that's what I think that they did first of all. That's what they're trying to do. Let me save my seat. Let me come and say that I'm not supporting. I want him to go. So that people will say, people will be what? People still have some kind of affection for me. Uh, first of all, so the individual survivor aspect, and then the interest of the party and the president. So it's very, very important that even though we understand that the individuals, but they're also, they're also members and leaders of the MPP. So 
whatever they must do to protect the interests of the MPP, especially in Parliament, they will do so. And that is why they are already behind the finance minister, especially during the hearing or the censure or the censure hearing. But the question still is that why do you see that when you, you don't want him to go through censure, you want him to resign or the president to let him go. But then you also said that you don't want to support his budget. And today or yesterday, you said, okay, we'll not support your budget presentation. Why do you keep changing your pool? Why do you keep shifting it? Is that you don't respect Ghanaians as people who understand what they are going through or what? And then finally, the interest of the finance minister. What, how much of interest do we have in the, in the interest of the finance minister to stay at post? Because the finance minister claims that a lot of things that we are going through as a country is, is due to the COVID and the Ukraine war and then some other external shells. But before COVID and Ukraine war, there were a lot of improvement. That was what he, he said at the, at the censure here. So for him, in his own eyes, he has done everything well for the economy to go on. So are they trying to keep him on to, or to, to change it or to like improve or to change the situation again? Why? What's the interest of keeping the finance minister at post? Last week, I was listening to his presentation. Like Charlie, if we fail, you are doing the best. You've taken all the best decisions for Ghana, and we are still in this position. That means that the decisions we took were not the best for Ghana. It's simple as that. If you feel that the work you were doing, the decision that you took as a, as a finance minister was, was in the best interest of the country, but we are still in this mess. Even counting COVID and Ukraine, Russia, you are still in this. It means that the decision, the decision that you took, and I think they were the best, were not the best for the country. Because you cannot, you cannot take good decisions and then to lead to bad consequences. It doesn't happen, especially if you run the economy. So, yeah. One thing I have to add as conclusion is that everything has been assured. Like, the MPP and peace have just been tossing with us. That is what I want to conclude with. I don't know. I understand them in the form of the, from, the, from the perspective of being politician, trying to what? Trying to protect their own political, uh, what they call careers, and then to protect the interests of their party and then protect the interests of the president. But at some point in time, a politician can also be a citizen. You just don't have to wear the party colors all the time. And that's what the title of this particular discussion was. The politicians will always be politicians. Is that the case in Ghana? Have the calls from the NDC also been like, have, have, they, have they been valid? What has been the merit of their calls for the president, for the finance minister to go? I said last week that the censure hearings was just someone. Uh, I remember there was this commentary by one of the professors. He said, "You are just prolonging something which is inevitable." So this censure thing is just like, just for me, for, I feel like it's just a prolongment of a, an extended argument. It doesn't help anyone because it will go back to the parliament for the vote to be held, and the vote will not be held. And when the vote they goes one three seven one three seven, the, the motion will fall. So there's no way the MP, the MP will go to the finance minister will go through the, the motion. So was it just an issue, an, an issue of humiliating the MP, uh, the, the, the minister from the side of the from the side of the minority? Was that in the interest of all the whole, the whole of Ghana? I don't know. This point, the politicians keep keep tossing with Ghanaians as if we can still suffer and we don't care. Because we are trying to protect our own interests as politicians, and that should that be the case. You want the man to go out. <laughs> he said he won't go. The president said he won't go. And now, you, <laughs> NDC sends a motion. Essential. This essential is won't pass. We all know it will not pass because they have 137, 137. When it goes to a vote and everybody wants to whip his or his members, the vote will not lead, will not be successful. Especially when we now know that the MPP are not ready to listen to the, the finance minister and work with him again as in, in, the, in the business of parliament. So the vote will not, will not succeed. So why do we spend all the money on the committee? Was this committee in the interest of all Ghana? 
Like I said, if not for democracy, apart from that, there's nothing. There's nothing good. I, 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 I can still be wrong, but I know I'm not wrong about this. When, when the report goes to uh, the speaker and it gets to the house for the debate to be held on it and for the vote, we'll all see. Nothing will happen. If something happens, then I'll come back here and I'll praise the APP and peace more because I know that maybe some of them will vote against the finance minister, but it's not happening because right now, see the communicated release. They are also already behind him and are trying to protect him again. They are trying to uh, work with him again. They will listen to him when he's going to submit his budget. So where are where is the honor Ghana in all this front and back, front and back? Nowhere. The honor Ghana is nowhere in this midst of scramble. There's no honor Ghana. The interest of the honor Ghana is not catered for. Because what has what has changed since then? A lot is still in the mess. We are still in a ditch. So I'll leave this. If you can do better than what you're doing right now, I think to help all of us. Uh, like I said, everything was a charade for them, at least in every reaction to the anger of Ghana. So when Ghanaians were angry, they decided, they decided to react and they were nervous about it. So they said, oh, okay, they, they missed out to go, but they were not real about it. And that too was for the selfish interest. So that one that one too was for them to protect their own seats, not for the interest of any other, other Ghanaian. And it's a pity that in Ghana, politicians will always be politicians. At a point in time, politicians can be human beings, politicians can be citizens, politicians can be ordinary, ordinary citizens who feel the, the bend, the, the, who feel the pain of the ordinary Ghanaian officer or the colleague of ordinary Ghanaian. Not just you being at the political elite and then you don't understand what is going on down there. We don't want to, we don't want to share in the pain of ordinary Ghana. You don't want to stand with us when it matters, but you always try to protect your own interests, you protect, protect your own seat, protect your own party, protect your own president, protect your own caucus, your own agenda. It doesn't help. That's why Ghana, we are where we are. Uh, this has been a cable right on Ghana Talk Show. My name is Lance and Lauren. Like I said, politicians will always be politicians in Ghana, but is that a good sign for us? Uh, definitely no. As citizens, let's do our best and then try and call out our leaders when they are trying to take us for a ride. This is the this has been a chemical right on Canada's radio. My name has been Lance Lawrence. I've been here with DJ Copyridge as my producer. I want to say thank you to him and thank you to the staff and the management of GTR. Uh, tonight we have GA Trends at 8 p.m. All the trends that have been going on in Ghana, all the interesting stuff that you've missed, if not missed all of them, come tonight for the juice of it on J Trends live on Ghana Talks Radio at 8 p.m. Continue to enjoy the, uh, the rest of our shows till then. And the staple, you can watch all our shows on our website, www.ganatalksradio.com, or on our YouTube at Ghana Talks Radio. My name is Ghana. Tomorrow we come with you with a review of Ghana versus, or Portugal versus Ghana, Ghana's first uh, match at the 2022 Qatar World Cup. Who wins tomorrow's match? Is it Ghana or Portugal? We'll come away with another edition, the sports edition of the show. Bye-bye from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah. Ecstatic made it. Yeah.